All right. So what better way to start this podcast than to ask you for your Super Bowl prediction? I know you're a Bengals fan. You all geared up and everything. But yeah, like (laughs) yeah, there you go. So I imagine that you have the Bengals winning. I imagine, but what do you think the final score is, or do you think it will be a close game? How do you feel about the game? Are you nervous? Definitely nervous. I'm nervous and excited. I think it'll be a great time. You know, uh, Bengals last time they were in the Super Bowl was when I was in diapers, so (laughs) hasn't (laughs) happened in my lifetime. I think we got two high-powered offenses and some great quarterbacks uh, with Stafford and Joey B. Uh, The defenses are okay, but I think the offense is going to be a highlight show with, uh, you know, Jamar Chase and OBJ and and Joey B and Matt Stafford. So I'm predicting a close one, but I think uh, as they have the whole playoffs, I think the Bengals kick a field goal to win at the end, 27 to 30. Hey, that would be a a nice game. Um, It'll be nice to see the uh, Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase uh, matchup. Mm -hmm. That's definitely going to be a nice. And speaking of the Super Bowl, um, they have live betting odds because you also all are, are a board ape owner and you got a board ape background, by the way, which is nice. I need to figure out how to do <laughs> some special stuff like that. This is this is my house, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're known, times, you're known as uh you're known as Rusty the Sailor. Um, so they got betting odds on uh if a board ape will actually appear in the halftime show because you know Eminem and Snoop Dogg both. Uh, are well documented owning a board ape so the favorite actually is that it will appear in the halftime performance and the board apes did mention something that they couldn't technically go into details about yesterday so do mm-hmm. you do you think it'll bring more value by having it or what will generate more buzz it being in the halftime performance or having it actually in like a super bowl commercial maybe a 15 30 second super bowl commercial that's a great question, Tyler. Um, yeah, I would love both, to be honest. Let's just <laughs> let's just do it all. Let's have a commercial and an appearance. And I wouldn't be too surprised if there's both. I mean, the the board apes, I mean, there's been a lot of celebrity buzz about it, and there's a lot of uh excitement around the community and and they have the revenue to, you know, buy those both, or you know, whether it's Snoop or somebody else. I think the higher probability, I think we're definitely gonna see a board ape. I think that teaser in the, uh, the board ape medium article, I, I think we could see, uh, that 3d ape in the super bowl. And I think that'd be really cool with the, uh, you know, special effects and especially I'm, I'm actually going to the super bowl next week. So I'd love to be there. Uh, made a, so I'm wearing my, uh, Joey B Jersey today, but I made a custom shirt to wear to the super bowl that has rusty the sailors, the ape, and then hey. Joe, Joe burrow, uh, on the back with the nine and the name. Uh, so yeah, I'll be repping both the, the Bengals and the board apes and I'd love to see it. And I think, uh, as far as value, I think it'll bring a lot of eyeballs, you know, the celebrity buzz has been going on, but not everybody's on Twitter. Not everybody knows what board apes are and, you know, they're unaccessible for a lot of people. So I think, Hey, let's, let's get people excited about it. And let's, let's get, uh, more ways to make apes equitable and get more people access to the apes and into the ape club. What uh? When did you end up buying your ape, or what brought your eyes uh, to uh, the community, or or to the project? I should say. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I actually <clears throat> first saw the the board apes uh, back in May. I remember Memorial Memorial Weekend. I was going away. Uh, 
actually for a boat party. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, I was shopping. I was like, all right, I've been in uh, in crypto and it's stacked some ETH and been in crypto since 2017. I was, I had messed around with a few NFT projects and none had really taken off. So pretty much they had all gone to zero. But I was, something about the apes and, you know, I, I had become kind of a DeFi degen uh, over the last couple of years. So I did ape into stuff. So it kind of, you know, felt close to home, the art vibed with me. So I was looking at them and they were, I think the floor was like half an ETH or something. And I was mm -hmm. like, all right, this looks cool. Let me just, you know, go on this, uh, this party boat and come back after the weekend and, and think a little more about it. And that was Memorial weekend. And then when I got back, I think they had like doubled and I was like, Oh, I don't want to chase this. So I'll just wait. And then, uh, yeah, they just kept going and going. And I was like, uh, these are really cool. So I, I just kept watching it, to be honest. And I'm, you know, I feel silly for doing that. But I had other strategies for crypto investing. So I kept following along. And eventually the mutant launch came. Uh, so I think that was September. And I was mm -hmm. able to mint several of those. And that was kind of my gateway drug to the Board Ape community and, mm. you know, getting into really successful NFTs. Before that, my primary uh, investments were, uh, you know, just in different crypto tokens, the mainstays, and then uh, DeFi, yield farming, things of that sort, uh, mixed with, you know, tra traditional investing as well. Uh, but the mutants really vibed with me. I got into them and I was like, all right, this is cool. Um, and then I kind of worked my way up to buying the actual Rusty the Sailor Ape. Uh, I really enjoy cigars and uh, going to the gym. So the wife beater and the cigar really, uh, really clicked with me. And that'll be something I keep forever, really. How many apes do you have? Since this is an ape that you plan on keeping forever, um, do yeah. you have multiple apes? Uh, yeah, so I have six mutants. And then I have actually one and two thirds apes. <laughs> so uh, the other apes, Lenny, uh, he has a cigar as well. Twitter handle Lenny is bored. And I bought that with my best friend. So he bought one third of it. I bought two thirds of it. Um, and we'd like to keep that one long term, too. But, you know, as partial ownership, I, I can't guarantee, you know, maybe I'll have to buy his third off him or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm more a fan of, you know, keeping them and, you know, from an investment strategy, not financial advice, of course, but, you know, keep the cow, sell the milk. So when the ape tokens come out, you know, keeping keeping the apes uh, and selling the tokens is probably uh, a decent strategy to consider. Yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out my ape token strategy and mm -hmm. how much do you, do you think the run up? Cause this is, has been my mindset. How do you think a big drop will happen after the ape token comes? Like how much do you think that has been priced in as of late? Because uh, right now apes are, uh 90 70 or something like that floor some roughly uh, give or take mm -hmm. do you think uh ape token um speculation has uh led to this much of a run-up of like flipping crypto punks and and so on yeah that's a great question it's been uh yeah it's been pretty insane with flipping punks and things like that i mean i think i bought rusty around 40 eth um and i mean that was a lot of money at that time but now it's you know, triple that is. basically. Or, yeah, it still <laughs> is a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah. And now it's like triple that. I'm like, holy cow. I mean, it's hard to say, right? Like if, if the apes have 
a cameo at the Super Bowl and everybody wants to get in, then sure. But, uh, you know, real world events as we're seeing more institutional investors coming on to crypto, um, you know, that could make things move as well. Or maybe ETH pumps and then the value of apes in U.S. dollar terms stays the same. Uh, I think it's anyone's guess. And I'm more, you know, I like looking at the long term because uh, short term is just so hard to predict. Uh, right. Speaking of apes, too. So I, I shared when I got mine, but um, how long have you had your ape and how many? Do I you got own? I only owned one. I feel so okay. silly. Uh, I've only <laughs> ever I've only ever owned one. Um, I got it back in May. Um, I started seeing. Um, so like when you were thinking about or when you were just watching it, I was literally just like, all right, I, let me let me have this. I think it's really cool. Like that, my favorite animal is a gorilla, you know. So I was just like, okay. And and I kept seeing uh, the community like put the like, just like how you're going to the Super Bowl and you're wrapping your ape. I was seeing yeah. like people put that on like vans and everything like that. So like just the creativity that people were doing with their apes is just something that led me to wanting to get one. Um, I have a crazy eyes one. Uh, ape. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people have an opinion about the crazy eyes. Um, you like the, the crazy eye? <laughs> the main thing I got it for the multicolored grin. It reminded yeah. me. Uh, it reminded That's me dope. of hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. So and I was like, what's more hip hop than a, a multicolored grin or even diamond diamond grill? or gold grill you know so that's the main reason why i got it not the crazy eyes i'm not a big fan of crazy eyes myself um i also think i got a i got a sailor i think or something it's one of those it's something like that i'll have to show show you it uh, later but i got it for 0.61 which was about 1300 at the time um Mm -hmm. so that's when that's when i got mine and community is the main reason why i got into it um and this something i never told anyone not even my girlfriend, but one time. So this is uh, my first, my first sharing the the beans right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my first uh, NFT was V friend. So then when I ended up buying a board ape, I was like, mm-hmm. I and I know the like the what V friends gets me. I know that VCon and all that stuff. But for board apes, it what I did view it as just a picture of an ape, right? And I was like, do I really want to? Spend a 1,000, whatever, 0.61 ETH on that time. And I did. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I have to be super silly for doing this. So I so I was looking. I never tried to do stuff a quick flip. But for this one, I knew people were starting to get into it. So I was looking to do a quick flip. So I put it up for sale uh, as an auction, though. So it, it allowed Fucking me mistake. to... <laughs> It allowed, but it allowed me, good thing I did do it as an auction because oh, okay. it didn't allow me to change my mind and delist it, you know? Okay. So, Not so a rookie was, mistake then. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I was, I was fortunate. Uh, I was fortunate to delist it or I would have missed out on this whole life-changing experience uh, of just holding it and getting gifted with so many different more NFTs and meeting such incredible people along the way. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. I mean, you got you got the diamond hands to be holding from 0.61 all the way. So, I mean, that's really impressive. We've obviously, both entered at different points. You mentioned the the art, right? That's that's something unique. I mean, I've I've been a collector of limited edition movie prints from a place called Mondo in Austin for about ten years. So, so I do have appreciation for that. But uh, 
what really got me excited about the NFTs is the utility. Um, and I think the utility of the apes wasn't really known at the start. And I think that's part of why, you know, I, I liked the picture, as you said. Um, but yeah, NFTs that are just just art for me aren't really uh, as attractive. I like the utility, the community, you know, those kind of things uh, way more. And you hit on it, you know, the apes have the community. So you got one and that's all you need to be in the community, right? Right. You have one or 10, you're an ape and you get to go to Ape Fest and which I'm excited for the next one. The last one was a blast. So yeah. Did you go to the warehouse party also? I did. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Were you there? No, I was not, but I you kept seeing, there. I kept, I was, uh, I was keeping track of what was going on there because everybody was mm -hmm. on Twitter, just hyping up and stuff. <laughs> and so yeah. I kept seeing like the people that were there and they said, oh, little baby was there and Chris Rock was there. And I was like, oh my goodness, I could have, I could have been there. And it was, it, so I, I'm definitely not missing out. I try not to have FOMO on stuff like that, <laughs> but I definitely was uh, getting FOMO and I'll, I'll make sure not to miss out on this uh, next time. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I look forward to meeting you in person at the next one. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Ape yeah. Fest was definitely, definitely some good memories, met some good people. And so it's just cool. You know, we're all on Twitter with these, uh, <laughs> these crazy apes as our profile pictures, but then we meet up in person and, you know, people from all different backgrounds, diversity, ages, uh, you know, male, female, uh, all around the world. And it's just a great group of people. So really yeah. made me feel proud to, you know, call myself part of that club. Right. I totally agree with you. People are still trying to figure out what NFTs are. Um, so I do have a two-part question. Or it's not two-part. Mm -hmm. I'm a I'll come back to the second one. But uh at the Ape Fest, to go into a recent BuzzFeed article that got uh released, did you end up meeting, did you end up meeting the founders of Board Apes while you were there? Because I do know that they were there but did mm -hmm. you meet them at the time? Not that I know of, <laughs> but, uh, but I heard, you know, they keep a low profile, but I've heard they were all around like the whole event. Right. And like, you know, even to the point of handing out wristbands at one point, I heard whispers of things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I met them and if I did, you know, they're, they're really cool, chill people, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so no, no, I did not, but, I may have shook their hand without knowing it. Right. That uh, reminds me of a story. I went to uh, Berkshire Hathaway's uh, uh, meeting because Warren Buffett is from Omaha. Um, mm -hmm. So there's one time that I was standing maybe four feet away from Bill Gates. And, oh, wow. you know, Bill Gates is a prominent figure, but mm -hmm. he kind of looks like a normal, normal old looking old dude. So I didn't really know. <laughs> I didn't really know if it was him or not until mm -hmm. like, later on or, or i would have went up to him like at least shook his hand or not because that's like a one lifetime experience possibly uh so but later on that day i was like oh my goodness that was bill gates so i totally feel you like years from now when you're a senior citizen you might have the thing like <laughs> hey i i shook i may have shook in their hand you know so that that would be pretty pretty cool story um yeah maybe yuga labs will be bigger than microsoft i don't know I'm right. not, I like know. Xbox, but I hate Windows. So yeah, <laughs> I maybe would have insulted him, unfortunately, without intending to. I'm more Mac guy on the computer side. Oh yeah, I got. I'm recording off of iMac right now. There you um, go. So is your your you don't have to reveal your real name, but this is is your mm -hmm. ape just 
your name's not Rusty. Is it Rusty? <laughs> so my name's Russell. Yeah, Russ Russell. Um, okay. I don't mind putting a face. And if you meet me in person, you know, like I'm fine with that. But yeah, I do. I do keep, you know, from fully doxing, just, uh, you know, personal personal security reasons and also, uh, you know, different business opportunities can, can pop up with, you know, different compete clauses and things like that. So, but yeah, I like to make sure I'm, you know, a friendly face and, you know, and yeah, if I ever meet anybody in real life, I'm not going to be like, you know, hiding, hiding my real self. So yeah, <laughs> if it kind of fit, right. Russ, Rusty, right. Russell. <laughs> See, my name so, is just Tyler, so I don't have any go. cool thing. I don't got any cool things to <laughs> go off of. But you go tie or something. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you how did you end up feeling about that BuzzFeed article? And for those that don't know, uh, BuzzFeed recently, maybe was it two three days ago, uh, they recently came out with a article uh, that uh, revealed two of the co-founders of Board Ape uh, Yacht Club's identity because uh, they were going. Uh, um, I don't know the word that they use in the community. Um, there's a, a, a word. They Anon. weren't going. For, yeah, they weren't going for. <laughs> they didn't have their real name. Uh, mm. No one knew who they actually were. Um, but this BuzzFeed article definitely dispelled all that. And they end up doxing who they were. And for my my opinion on that is. I, I kind of I get it from both like from the headline perspective i i totally get it It generates clicks and whatnot i think it was tasteless um for the most part um but because the reason why they said they doxed them is because just in case they ever do do we weren't able to find anything but just in case they do ever do anything in the future then at least you have their their name or whatnot mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts on on them being doxed or how do you feel about that whole situation yeah, I guess I'll just talk to general doxing. I think it depends on the person, right? Um, you know, it depends where you live. Like, for example, if you live in the U.S. and you dox yourself, uh, you know, the security in the U.S. is quite different than the security if you live, you know, kind of somewhere else in the middle of nowhere where maybe there's more theft and crime or things like that, right? And you don't want to dox yourself as this multimillionaire where people can you know, come up and rob you or maybe there's corruption. So I think I think first and foremost, you got to think about personal security. Uh, but I think there can be advantages. I think trust, trust is definitely earned, however, and whether you have a ape with, you know, Rusty the Sailor, or you have, you know, your full name uh, out there. I mean, there's been scammers in the space who have their full name and they have very uh, lucrative backgrounds. Um, and then there's been scammers that are trolling anonymous. I will say 100% is probably a whole lot easier to get away if you're anonymous, but there's always a trail, uh, you know, if, if the amount of, of theft or whatever is, uh, is deep enough, you know, there's always a way to connect the dots. So I, I think it depends on the person. I think it's all about just being who you are online. I do think there's an advantage, you know, to myself, just, you know, showing my face and being like, this is who I am, right? I'm, you know, just your average dude, Bengals fan. And, you know, this is me. Let's throw back some shots. Let's have a good time. Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But I do think uh, as uh, NFTs and things like that become more uh, mainstream and institutional investors get more involved, I do think they'll probably want to be more in line with, 
founders who are doxxed or at least maybe there's a mixture um so that's kind of my thoughts on that you know you got to evaluate the security perspectives you got to evaluate you know what are the benefits uh you know is your family going to get unnecessary you know press or risk or things like that or you know does it help the situation does it hurt the situation um so i, I think there can be advantages disadvantages also one other thing to think about is uh there can be benefits to remaining anonymous in like the DeFi space, for example, because uh, as regulations change and as they're you know not quite set up, um, you know, look at uh, uh, Uniswap, very good team, fully doxxed, and now they have a lawsuit on their hands against the SEC, right? Compare that to something like Sushi Swap, right? And they're you know uh anonymous and they don't have those same issues so you know I, i'm not saying you know obviously we want to follow all the laws and things like that we want to move fast uh but the regulations are quite unclear so uh yeah so i'll give the kind of getaway answer i, I said a long answer but in short i think it depends i think it depends on the person um you know there was a new project called uh, wonderland uh, where unfortunately the person running the behind the scenes ended up being an ex-convict and that was awful, right? And like the people in Wonderland lost a lot of money and I had invested in that project as well. It was one of my one of my high risks, right? Lower lower allocations. But had I known an ex-convict was running the, uh, the treasury, it's like uh, I probably would have thought twice about that. So, uh, you know, it's the wild, wild west. And I think you know, as they always say, don't invest more than you can afford to lose. And I think as we get more professional and perhaps doxxed and regulated environments, uh, it'll have some benefits for security uh, if they do things the right way. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good answer because uh, it definitely can be. It definitely can be both. Um, mm -hmm. It all comes down to the level of trust because I don't technically need to know your name. I don't need to know your race. I don't need to know any of that stuff. As long as, if I can trust you, I don't, uh, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Me, uh, but some people do want to know your name. Just like some people want to know the manager's name or the co um or an employee's name. If they had like a bad customer service experience, they want to know this person's name just so, or just so they can hold them accountable. So I kind of get mm -hmm. it from both both sides, but I definitely do think that it can be a, a both thing and it's going to definitely be like a personal personal preference for people. Some people are going to be comfortable with it. Some people are not saying like uh, same thing happens with Bitcoin. Uh, they say, how can you invest in something where you don't know who the founder is? You know, you don't know who Satoshi is. So mm -hmm. how can you invest in something where you don't know you can't hold somebody accountable? So I think it's just just a pick or choose type of thing. I believe too. Yeah, you got to trust the code, right? Trust the code, trust the process, trust the reputation of the devs behind it. And and I think it's a good point too. You said, oh, I don't need to know what you look like. Because um, a lot of times, unfortunately, it's, it's an unfortunate reality, but a lot of people have stereotypes, right? And they base decisions on, you know, what people look like or, oh, you know, it's a, it's obviously a very male heavy space right now. So, you know, if you're female in the space, maybe you get unfortunate uh, harassment online or things like that, right? And uh, being able to be a non and not have to deal with those things, I mean, I recognize it, right? I I'm I'm a white male. I don't have to deal with that. And I'm, I'm fortunate and I feel very bad for people that do have to deal with that. It's an unfortunate reality. 
um, that so many people, you know, have stereotypes and, and things like that. And I think there's a lot of benefits to just, you know, being who you are and let, let the work show and not worrying about, you know, what you look like and have people judge you before they see what you're really about. Right. It allows the market to actually speak for itself rather than you letting mm -hmm. your stereotypes and preconceived uh, judgment over cloud, all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned that you got into a pro you got into a couple projects and some went to zero, and then you also mentioned the previous uh, Wonderland, uh, where the convict was controlling the treasury. How do you? <laughs> how do <It's> you? <laughs> how do you pick and choose what NFT projects to get into? Because a lot of people feel like uh, all their projects, all the projects will go up. Um, which mm -hmm. I, I know for sure that that's not the case is because I am in the space, but someone new to the space, is there certain things that you look for in particular, um, like before investing in something? Yeah, absolutely. And when I'm talking to just friends and family, you know, people are like, oh, what should I invest in? I just say, you know, buy, buy, uh, buy Ethereum, right? Uh, you know, don't go for the gold, buy the picks and shovels, right? Like they used to say about the old miners picks and shovels, everything runs on Ethereum, not everything, right? But most of the high value NFTs run on Ethereum. Uh, it's it's uh, the only coin that I'm, you know, somewhat confident of that will stay around in the next, you know, 10, 20 years. And I think it's good to have that long-term approach. Uh, beyond that, yeah, I think 99.9% uh, .9 of these projects are going to go to zero. And in most of my crypto investments, I mean, most of them have not done well, but it's a high risk, high reward game. And uh you know, you, you got to make sure you have appropriate risk uh, and appropriate diversity. So as far as uh, NFTs, uh, my recommendation is get something you vibe with, right? It's a very illiquid market, just like the art market. So get something you're willing to hold and appreciate. Don't buy it just to try to get rich. Otherwise, you're just having a lotto ticket. But buy something that vibes with you, the artwork vibes with you, the community vibes. And uh, I, I think if you do that, then you'll have fun with it. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? Having fun. And, uh, and if you're having fun, then other people are going to want to get in the community and have fun and the price of the project will probably go up, right? So I, I've gotten into a lot um, of different projects, uh, you know, not really expecting to, how many to make much uh, different projects. <laughs> so I've actually consolidated quite a bit and I, and mostly consolidated to as investments. I'm mostly consolidated to uh, five or less. I think at this point, I, I do own quite a bit of NFTs, but not really, um, you know, expecting them to go up. More like, oh, I want to support this project, or oh, this is you know some cool art or, or things like that. Um, I did get kind of so the Pixel Vault founders DAO. Uh, they have a special chat, um, and there's a lot of alpha that goes into the chat of like new projects. And almost 95% of the time, it's the same story. You get you get in the mint, you buy it, pre-reveal everything doubles or triples. And then if you flip it, flip it then. <laughs> After reveal, it just tanks. Um, right. And my timing's terrible. I'm not a good trader. So, so I've tried to consolidate and just be more into, you know, long-term projects because I have a better, better eye for that. Um, yeah, that's the same here. I every time I every time I've ever traded anything, whether it be stocks, crypto, or anything, is just bad news. It's like I time in the market is definitely not my my specialty. Um, I think I have a better chance of something being successful by just putting in the necessary homework and just holding on to it 
uh, for a long, long period of time. Um, mm-hmm. Makes more sense. Makes more sense for me to do that. Um, let's talk about. You did mention something that I do want to go in detail about, just because I do think that it'll bring a lot of value to new people in the space. Sure. Um, you said that you view some as investments, some as just collectibles. Um, so not. So I just want to go in and just hear that one more time. You don't believe that everything in the space is a investment that will go through through the moon. Like, and you're, and you're just perfectly fine with it going going down, just because you like you like it. Hundred percent. Yeah. If you if you go in with the expectation that everything's going to go up, then uh, you're going to be quite disappointed and probably lose a lot of money. So, uh, but if you if you go in and enjoy things, I mean, I've collected sports cards my whole life, and uh, you know, some sports cards go up, some go down. But you know, you I don't buy a player just because I think, oh, that's a good investment. I buy the player because I like the player, right? So I guess if you take a sports analogy, right? Like, um, you know, I buy the player because I like the team. Now, Joe Burrow, that's uh, <laughs> that's doing well from an investment standpoint too. I really like the player and I bought several of his rookie cards, but I've also had other players like, uh, you know, who who didn't do so hot or, or maybe they were good players, good people. And you know, their cards just didn't increase in value. So I I think that's just the nature of collectibles. Um, And I think other people probably can make a lot more money with with treating collectibles as an investment. But me, I've always just been more of a fan of having fun with it, right? Um, So if it can make money, obviously, that's that's a good thing. And if I'm going to put, you know, it depends, right? So I have a set aside amount of money that's for investments, and then I have a set aside of money for you know entertainment or you know art that i put on my walls or things like that right and as long as you keep those those separate i think uh you just got to know what your goals are going in right all right i guess for fun purposes you said that there's some players that you bought of their cards and it didn't go as planned what, <laughs> yeah. what, what player comes to your mind when you say that comment uh marcus mariota mahala <laughs> so he's riding the bench I- i'm hoping he gets another shot he's just an all-around good dude but uh yeah i think uh it didn't work out for him with injuries in tennessee and he he saw some playing time with the raiders and i think i think he's still got it so i'm hoping he sees the field again but he's he's somebody i like rooting for right his cards aren't really worth much but they're fun to collect and he was fun to watch in college and, you know, I hope he right. gets on the NF field again. What's your, speaking of players, uh, are you into sports cards or what's your, um, you know, what's your uh, favorite collectible? Um, I, I, I won't say I'm into sports cards, but I mm-hmm. do uh, sometimes do like NBA top shot and stuff like yeah, that. Those are fun. Um, or you have uh, apps like uh, Collectible and Rally Road and stuff like that that lets you invest or fractional invest in cards like that. So that's the, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have like any individual cards. I, wait, actually I lied. Sorry. We we just met each other. I'm already lying. Sorry. <laughs> not <laughs> but, lying. You just, uh, you know, something just slip, slip, slip my, <laughs> slip my your brain. Mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the only sports card I have is I bought it before the beginning of this NFL season. It's just because, so I'm a Jets fan, right? So I end up buying, I end up, because I thought Sam Darnold, I thought that he was just stinky because the Jets just let him down, right? 
And mm-hmm. so I ended up buying what I thought was a mispriced Sam Darnold uh, uh, rookie card. And and he had a great first few weeks, I feel like, um, if, if my memory recalls correctly. He had a great first few weeks, and I should have sold that card, and I probably could have got some type of profit on it, but I held on to it, and I procrastinated, didn't ever list it on eBay, and the story writes itself, Sam, Sam Darnold. Is Sam Donald? He, he's stinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that was proven. I, yeah, so that uh, that's my worst one. But overall, mm-hmm. like I do like uh, sports cards investments. Uh, Zion, um, not playing this whole t- season. It looks it looks like um, looks like another bad investment. So there are hit, hills and valleys there, but I, it still doesn't not make me a Zion fan. Of course, mm-hmm. just like if you gamble. You know, just betting on a team doesn't make you necessarily hate the team because, but there are people that actually will start hating. I feel like start hating teams because every time I bet on you, I you end up losing me money. You know, so mm-hmm. I there's sometimes, but sports sports is my is my hobby, so that's my collectible cool. of choice. So the Jets and what's your uh, basketball team then? Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Okay, yeah. got the New York yeah. vibes. There you go. Oh yeah, Maybe- yeah. Th- that's my dream state, uh, dream state. So I got to go on New York, New York or nothing. Okay. Well, Ape Fest will uh, <laughs> welcome you to Manhattan then. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's um, fun stuff. Yeah. What is, uh, what gets you the most excited about this space over the, because you did mention that you are in uh, DeFi, which is decentralized finance. What gets mm-hmm. you most excited about the Web3 space over the next decade or two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just the potential. Um, and I think the technology is uh, still being molded, but is showing a lot of potential to really change uh, life everywhere, right? So like NFTs, let's just take a concrete example, right? I was looking at Super Bowl tickets on, on Ticketmaster, StubHub, and I bought those. I had to pay pretty crazy fees. I mean, it was like 20% or something like that just to buy the ticket and go through this centralized entity ticket master to transfer it. Like that could all easily be done via smart contract, uh, something like that, right? Tickets, uh, you know, experiences, um, you know, there was like an experience I was trying to get to go see uh, um, uh, like the Will Will Smith. It was like the Will Smith experience for uh House of uh, the Bel Air, um, Prince oh. Fresh Prince of Bel Air for the new Fresh mm-hmm. Prince of Bel Air, and I had to like call right and say, "Hey, can I get this? Is it available?" Like all that can be automated. Uh, lending markets. I think there's uh, just you know talk about uh, being you know having uh, equal opportunity for everybody, and this is something I like about DeFi, right? Like it's not based on just a just a credit score that people get, like you know, to, to buy a sell on, on, or to borrow and lend on DeFi, uh, you know, you, you can do that just as an individual person, just with your wallet. So, uh, or, you know, one of my favorite projects is Pixel Vault and they're building, they have high aspirations to build a decentralized Disney. And I think, uh, the opportunities that you have for actual ownership of intellectual property, with NFTs is huge, right? Like imagine if you owned a piece of, of Wolverine. Uh, so they're developing the meta heroes and, you know, imagine if you owned a piece of Wolverine, well, you, you can potentially do that with pixel vault. So there's a lot of different opportunities that I think uh, my, my highlights are 
making things more efficient without taking away the middleman, uh, making things more equitable, allowing everybody to participate, not just based on privilege and things like that. And also creating new uh, avenues for ownership, you know, where the VCs don't just get the early opportunities. Everybody does. And if you're passionate about a project. Uh, and then finally, I think the opportunity just to get involved in work, right? Like you like a project, you hop in the Discord, you start chatting, you bring good ideas, like anybody can get heard. So I think it just creates a more inclusive experience with Web 3.0. Having said that, there's a lot of rug pulls, there's a lot of risks, there's a lot of volatility, uh, there's a lot of scammers. Uh, so I do think there needs to be some regulation, but the regulation can't stymie the innovation. You know, this is the new internet and the regulation needs to be needs to catch up. We don't need to follow archaic SEC laws for every situation, right? We need to create new laws that enable companies to actually be decentralized. And I think that'll come in time, but it's also up to us to vote for the right people in government to make that happen. Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. It'll be interesting to see. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I do feel like there's a narrative that's already being created. Like humans, humans are smart, you know, like we're a smart animal, but we are so- <laughs> Some of us. <laughs> But we are so put off against new things, uh, which I talked about on, on the previous podcast, is that at, at a certain age, you just be, stop being receptive to new information. But it's kind of intriguing to me that even people my age, because I'm only 24, some people my age are still even being put off on NFTs or what Web3 or blockchain and all that stuff, which is all, which is super interesting to me because I feel like it's my generation that should be super receptive to this type of type of stuff um why do you think nfts have a bad stigma with the the mainstream media um or or i think they're just yeah i think they're just not fully understood and i think there's so many scams out there and rug pulls uh and you know there's a lot more losers than winners so i think I think, um, you know, all that can turn off the potential buyer. I think there's a lot of potential, but I think it's not fully realized. Even the, the point of buying an NFT is very challenging right now on Ethereum, right? You go to OpenSea or you go to, you know, looks rare, you have to get Ethereum. Like there's no quick on-ramp and I'm hoping uh, things like Coinbase can help that. Uh, also self-custody some people really like that but decentralization is not for everyone i think there can be centralized applications built on a decentralized and transparent backbone and i think we need that so i think i think things like coinbase launching nfts allowing people to deposit straight from their bank and buy the nft and interact with it you know anytime i'm like uh you know logging in <laughs> with main mass, I have to like triple check the addresses, right? And make sure, hey, is this secure? Is this legit, right? All right, I got to pay for gas. Why, you know, people are like, why do I have to pay 40, 50 bucks for gas, right? Like there's just so many uh, barriers right now that, you know, it's uh, it's the initial stages and there's some growing pains. So I think that's why everybody, um, you know, has kind of this, uh, not everybody, but there is a negative stigma around right now. And also, I mean, when you have 99.9% .9 of projects that aren't going to make it, 
because you're just throwing ideas out there and seeing what sticks. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to be positive, right? Because odds are you've been part of those 99.9% that didn't make it. And, uh, you know, that can be tough to swallow. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, speaking of gas, my my girlfriend, I, I, I've been pestering her about NFTs. And, you know, as soon as you go down an NFT rabbit hole, it feels like you have to go, you have to tell somebody, hey, mm-hmm. NFTs are going to change everything. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, the but one thing you spoke about gas and she was trying to because she bought a uh, planet for the Meta Hero universe. Uh, nice. I was like, hey, you need to get go get some planets, you know. So she yeah. she dragged her feet for a while. She got one. But then she was like, all right, I need to get another one. But so she had enough. But then gas, I guess gas at the time was just so expensive that she didn't have enough because of how expensive <laughs> gas was. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, freak, I freaking hate gas. So gas is something that will end up needing. Do you think that it'll end up getting, I keep hearing about Ethereum 2.0. Um, do you think the future is on Ethereum? Uh, or do you think for in order for the space to go mainstream, it does have to be on like a, a, a layer two that has no gas? or lower yeah i think the future is based on composability of different systems right so there's always a sacrifice uh between security speed efficiency decentralization right when you're considering decentralization as a security we can set up a totally centralized system and move things in a matter of milliseconds uh move data in milliseconds at very low price but then you don't have the decentralization So I think it's going to be a layered approach, right? So you have the layer one, the layer twos, you have interoperable solutions as well. And a lot of other layer ones have bridges to be interoperable with Ethereum. I hope Ethereum 2.0 solves some of these these issues, but it's not going to solve everything because inherently you need to incentivize uh, the validators or miners to secure the system and they need to get paid. And that's, you know, that's part of what gas goes to. Uh, so I think it depends, right? If, if you're transacting a million or $2 million or things like that, or you want to secure your multi-million dollar NFT, then Ethereum probably makes the most sense. Uh, if you want, you know, other solutions, then maybe you can use uh, a bridge or things like that, or, um, you know, layer twos or things that aren't quite as, robust and decentralized as the layer one main net. So I think there will be different options, right? Or maybe you trust Coinbase and, you know, you trust them to hold uh, some of your aspects, right, as well. And maybe they have insurance policies. I would love an insurance policy for my NFTs. So I I think it's going to be a composable system uh, with different tool sets based on needs in the long run. It sounds like um, you believe that it's always going to be like a, a both. Thing. It's not going to be either this or this, you know. So that it sounds like mm-hmm. you have a healthy mindset because a lot of people do think that it's just going <laughs> to be, it's just going to be this. It's it's decentralized mm-hmm. or nothing. Like so, I I do believe that you do have to accommodate for the mainstream people, and not every person is going to want the decentralized thing. They want to hold somebody accountable. So I I like I like that mindset. It sounds more healthy uh, for for the space uh, long term. Yeah, uh, I, I appreciate gotta, that. Mm-hmm. I got a more. Uh, I got two more questions before we get into your project uh, that sure, you have sure. coming up. Um, what are your top three NFT projects? Of course, it's not saying go buy it, but which ones mm-hmm. are you? 
uh, which ones do you have the most love for? Yeah, for sure. So I'm a big Pixel Vault fan. I think G-Funk and the team are doing great things. Uh, again, Pixel Vault described as the decentralized Disney. And for those who aren't aware, listening in, it's essentially uh, decentralized intellectual property. Uh, there is a comic book uh, basically series that they've developed based on uh, using crypto punks and creating stories around these crypto punks and it even got into board ape yacht club and then they've also created a full superhero universe called the metahero universe which you mentioned tyler your girlfriend uh, got into with planets and this is really cool so the the superheroes all come from different planets and each planet has tokens and those tokens are actually DAOs, so they're decentralized autonomous organizations and so you can actually run the planet with those tokens via voting power and, you know, make decisions on how the game's being built or, you know, what's happening in the universe. Like your token is your voting power. And something I'm really excited about is they've made the heroes, but then they're going to come out with sidekicks as well. And the art's just amazing. Uh, Chris and Odious are, are, you know, the sneak peeks are just really, really awesome. So those will be coming soon and every planet owner gets a, gets a sidekick uh, for those. So yeah, I, I was just providing a little more detail for people that aren't familiar. I know you're pretty familiar with the project, Thank but you. Pixel Vault is something that I'm super excited for. I think uh, focusing on the intellectual property and growing that with a great community is the way to go. And I can't wait for them to release their game, their uh, you know movies, animated series, comics, sky's the limit. Uh, so that's my top, top project. Um, uh, board Ape Yacht Club, I love. As I said, I got, you know, six mutants and one and two thirds apes. I think it's just a really strong community, the Ape Fest. I think it's different, right? So, so that's, um, you know, Board Ape is kind of about uh, the community and being part of the Yacht Club. And there still is a lot of IP, but I think just the goals are, are quite different between, you know, Pixel Vault going with like, uh, you know, creating comics and video games and things like that. And I feel like Board Ape Yacht Club is more about uh, creating this experience, right? The experience of the Yacht Club, the community. They are still creating a video game as well. Um, so I look forward to that. Those are those are definitely neck and neck, right? Close one and two. Uh, I don't like just or it's like one. It's like one A, one B. One A, one B, right? <laughs> right. Um, and then another project, which I'm uh, really a big supporter of is Jenkins the valet. And I just think this is a, such a cool idea uh, that Jenkins, they basically launched a book that's being written by the holders. So a decentralized novel based on the Board Ape Yacht Club. So I think that's just so cool that the intellectual property that came out of the Board Ape Yacht Club is going into Jenkins and it's actually becoming a novel here. Uh, so that's that's probably my top three right there. Um, and then, yeah, just some other projects mixed in, uh, like 10 KTF. Uh, I think those are pretty cool. It's basically a project that you can, you can bring your ape or, or whatever to the project and you can create custom shoes and things like that, mm -hmm. that like, look like your, your NFT. Um, we'll talk about moonlings later. That might be <laughs> a good one as well. That, that gets us, uh, excited, um, you know, Huxley is kind of fun. They're building comics and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, just some other random, um, you know, projects that I like to support, you know, different artists and things like that. Um, 
sorry, random, random sounds kind of insulting. They're not just like totally random, right? I guess well, uh, less popular, right? Less well-known right. is a better way to say that. Uh, but yeah, for investment purposes, you know, again, not financial advice, but my investments are primarily in, uh, you know, Pixel Vault, um, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club and Jenkins. Uh, still very high risk assets, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to remind myself about that every, every day. Like, so my, mm-hmm. my, uh, my, I'm not in the Jenkins Valley, um, but I am in Pixel Vault uh, and everything there and, and Board Ape. Yacht Club. I pretty much have that. That is my one and two. Also, mm-hmm. um, I could talk to you all day, man. You got you got so many questions. <laughs> you got so many questions. Yeah. In my head. Well, we what can, is uh, we can follow up again? Yeah. What is a uh, last thing before we get into Moonlings? What is mm-hmm. your thoughts on uh, building building brands or the NFT project allowing you to do like spinoff projects and even building off of your own brand, like you mentioned Jenkins took his ape and built an entire business pretty much Came, coming out with a uh, a book that's going to be written by the community and um by a new york times bestseller what are your thoughts on that do you plan on doing anything for your ape anything that you can you could tell the pod that you got planned yeah it's a good question i've been thinking about different ways that i can do that uh, you know unfortunately there's only so much time in the day and there's <laughs> so many things that that I'm working on uh, that, you know, this hasn't, this unfortunately has been a bit of a backseat, but I've been trying to think of ways to, to build that uh, specifically with the board API club. So Lenny, um, Lenny and Rusty, they both have cigars. And then there's another ape. That's uh, one of my buddies who's um, uh, he smokes as well uh, his ape. And we actually had a mural put up in Austin um so we were thinking about you know maybe combining those three and being the smoking apes and building a brand off that um you know uh whether it's cigars or you know uh something else not really sure sure where that would go just kind of brainstorming right now we don't have uh you know serious serious plans on launching quite yet i think the to build the brand you need the community first and foremost so one we got to you know identify what's out there right we don't want to just launch and be like yeah we're the smoking apes and that's cool right, right. and we sell 10 t-shirts <laughs> that's <laughs> it right like what kind of value do we bring because you bring value to people and then the, the brand becomes you know helpful you, you got to help people first you got to show servant leadership and help people and then build the strong community after that right so so i've had bits and pieces um and i would love to to help build communities i think also the ape merchandise is pretty um uh pretty challenging to get right now i mean it's on ebay and quite expensive so i'd love to have other ways for people to become part of the board ape yacht club and rep it but obviously you know yuga labs owns that trademark so i don't know you know um the best way to go about that but yeah i'm always thinking about different ideas uh of of ways to expand but nothing concrete right now yeah I'm, i still try to think about i wish that thought was even in my head at the time because mm-hmm. uh i just bought the ape because i thought it was cool looking you know but mm-hmm. if i had to go back in may and i had to think about like aesthetic wise like what could be the best brand building ape 
I might pick a different. I might not have picked the crazy eye one, you know. But I, but <laughs> but it's it could still be possible. the Halloween ape, <laughs> Halloween costume. <laughs> right. So it's it's still possible too for me to do something like I I do think about merch, you know. Like I do think about yeah. um I do think about because I I try to look at it as like IP building, right? Because I do still think board apes will are gonna end up building out their IP because you. So you see like Curtis, which seems to be a main focal point of the Board Ape Yacht Club. Um, mm-hmm. Why can't why can't my little ape be like a, a part of the Avengers, you know? Like, why can't I build it up to be like the Batman or the Iron Man or Spider-Man of the group, you know? So I'm not yeah. going to lose hope. not going to lose hope on my crazy eye ape yet. I still mm-hmm. got a service to do to it with it, man. Um, and speaking of um, projects giving you rights to do something i believe uh i think you said and i can't remember where you said that maybe in the founders dow uh chat or in the um in one of the town halls but pixel vault um what the meta heroes they do give you commercial rights is that right and that's how um, you ended up able to do this derivative project so i don't want to speak on the behalf of pixel vault legal they do have the full license agreement uh listed on their webpage. Um, but essentially, so it's quite specific, which is good. Um, it, I guess like full, full rights is kind of a overloaded term, right? Cause what if somebody grabs it and does something repulsive with the meta heroes, right? Like you don't have rights to do that. You probably don't have rights to do that with the board ape, right? To, to make your ape go do something repulsive. But if you own a meta hero, yeah, you can go create merch. You can create a storyline based on that meta hero. Uh, from everything I've read and talked to G Funk about, like that's all that's all open and fair game. Uh, they're developing the comic book story based on the core meta heroes, so those have a little bit of different rights. Those are kind of the the cores are like the main characters of the comic book story they're creating. But as far as the ten thousand generative meta heroes, yeah, I mean those are pre- pretty much a wide open book. Um, so yeah, I would uh, I would say full rights. Um, you know, just check, check the fine print, right? You can't do anything you want, but anything within reason, you can go, you know, create t-shirts, create a storyline on it, all that stuff. And I've seen people doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'll have to look into that. What about, um, to segue into your new, your new project, Moonlings, mm-hmm. um, that tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so Moonling is a pretty cool idea. Uh, Juicy Jamba, our lead artist, had created kind of cartoonish uh, meta heroes and called them, you know, meta dudes. And they were basically like these little, you know, round creatures, just fun, fluffy, cute, <laughs> cute little cute. meta heroes. <laughs> uh, and we were like, yeah, these these vibe. He had done a few one of ones, just you know, commission. And we were like, hey, do you want to make this into? a larger project people like the art and we think this is cool so we talked in the pixel vault founders dow and basically solicited hey anybody that wants to jump on and help us build this let's do it and we created the the moonlinks project i brought it up to g funk and the pixel vault team uh in private a few times and then publicly on the uh the town halls which is where they all get together you know on twitter spaces a couple times and we got their uh, seal of approval as the first uh, meta hero derivative project. So essentially, yeah, Moonlings are uh, a meta hero derivative, but we have, you know, pretty, pretty cool and unique art. It's, it's again, it's like these cute little 
fluffy moonlings that uh you know they really are adorable but they have weapons like don't don't let the looks fool you right and we're gonna have uh you know heroes and villains and sides and uh there's a lot of uh lore planned as well uh so they they came from a very distant land uh where they were very peaceful people uh also uh, had some great technology and they kind of kept to themselves, but uh, strife happened and they were invaded by uh, nearby uh, enemy invaders from a nearby planet. Uh, trying not to, to share too much and spill the beans for the lore because we have quite the storyline. Uh, so then they had to, you know, fight and defend, uh, but they were, they were unable to do so. So they were forced to flee. And so they, um, they got in their their spaceships and we're actually preparing for for the launch to scout out uh, new places to live. And as the, the name goes, Moonlings, we're going to launch our spaceships and take on a new life on the moon. Uh, and since the Moonlings have quite a bit of technology, uh, we're going to use that technology to dig inroads into the moon. The Moonlings, we're going to we're going to live, you know, under underneath the surface of the moon. And uh, we've developed technology to allow us to, uh, you know, build nutrients and, and things like that. And so we'll, we'll have sustainable life on the moon. We want to be low key, live a, a peaceful life. Um, but that's very challenging to do, especially with the meta heroes running around in, in the universe. So there could be some uh, some meta hero interactions in, in the future. Uh, we want to just, you know, be our own selves and just be peaceful and <laughs> just enjoy our life on the moon. But, uh, you know, there could be some some plot twists uh, coming. And that's, that sounds uh, like a pretty cool storyline. Like, um, and what main thing that and I guess what do want to say, I have seen the pictures and they are cute. I showed my girlfriend, mm-hmm. too. And I was like, hey, look at these. There cute, you go. Look at these cute things. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to pop a picture up on the screen or? Um, there you go. If people want to check us out, we're uh, at Moonlings NFT on Twitter. We're a small growing community and the community has been great so far. Like lots of friendly faces. We're trying to allocate max distribution of an allow list, which we're calling the moon list. And that'll actually give you uh, benefits to be able to moon- mint the Moonlings. So, you know, it's more than just a, a derivative project. Uh, we have our own unique storyline. We got a great team that we're working with. Uh, the artist is fantastic. The developers are t- fantastic. Uh, a lot of people from Pixel Vault founders, Dow, are helping helping out. Uh, you know, several several founders. Uh, you know, Brooklyn Crunch, Chops, Kativa, like people. Uh, you know, Perceptual, Drenus, uh, people that you know, friendly faces from the Pixel Vault founders, Dow. So I'm really humbled to be a part of the team. Uh, beyond the lore and the, the cute pictures, we're actually providing a lot of utility as well. So the Moonlings, um, essentially uh, a significant portion of our initial sales is actually going to go to the community treasury. And what we're going to use with that is we're going to purchase uh, quite a few meta heroes. I think um, 75% of our initial sales is going to actually go back into the community. Uh, and so we're going to use that to purchase meta heroes, stake those meta heroes as income generating assets. We're going to purchase POW, uh, which is the token for the meta hero universe. 
We're going to provide liquidity for the POW token. So if you're a MetaHero holder, this this project benefits you because we're buying MetaHeroes and we're also providing stability to the POW uh, token. But also, if you don't own a MetaHero, you can get into the Moonlings and have some cool art, but also kind of get exposure, right? Since the community treasury is going to own uh, MetaHeroes as well. So, so we see that as a big win-win. Uh, and then we're keeping some funds for operational costs so we can keep growing and expanding as well. And then uh, from the secondary proceeds for royalties and things like that, we'll also continue providing liquidity for POW, purchasing MetaHeroes. Uh, so it's really, you know, it's, it's really a project that invests back in the community. Uh, and then we're also keeping a pool of funds for the community to vote on as well. So, you know, people like to be a part of, of the governance. And essentially, if you own a Moonlink, one Moonlink equals one vote. So you can actually vote on what we use the treasury for, right? Do you want to see us buy more MetaHeroes? Do you want to see us buy less with more funds coming in? Do you want to have a grant? Do we want to have a meetup? Do we want to, you know, we're, we're a technical project. We're launching spaceships uh, to the moon. Do we want to provide scholarships, right? Maybe there's uh, uh, underrepresented communities. Uh, you know, I'd love to be able to provide, you know, a STEM scholarship to, uh, you know, some deserving uh, females because STEM is such a, a male-heavy space. So, so yeah, we're really excited. And I've just been uh, amazed by the appreciation of the community and the support from the Pixel Vault team. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're looking to mint uh, mid to late February, um, cl hopefully closer keeping, to keep, the mid-February. And uh, keeping up with the Twitter account is the best way to keep up with the project or, and, or you guys have a Discord we do have a Discord, yeah. So you can uh, check out the Twitter and then the Discord. Um, you can hop in there, and we're constantly doing giveaways of of mint uh, spots on the the moon list to be able to mint. We're also providing uh, spots on the moon list to mint for Pixel Vault Founders DAO members, for Meta Heroes, and then we're going to be reaching out to several other projects as well. This. This project kind of just came into conception a couple of weeks ago. So we're moving extremely fast, but we also yeah, want to yeah. make sure we uh, we move securely and, um, you know, safely as well. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's the one thing that uh, <laughs> that's the one thing that I was noticing. I was like, this is so because I make sure when the I do remember when like when the project even came up like as an idea or you announced that this is something that was about to come into plan. So the fact that there's so many different ideas and so much uh, value that sounds like it's already going to be getting added to the community and to the people that meant it is it, I just hat, hat, I don't have a hat, but hats off. Hats <laughs> off to you. <laughs> I got that. But, yeah. Thank you. Um, um, and the team, I do, right? I'm just one right. person representing us right, right. now. But yeah, you, you, it's great. You, team. The team. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that uh, you mentioned that if you don't have MetaHero, which is about five ETH or something like that, which is pretty, pretty expensive based off of mm -hmm. uh, common man. Uh, yeah, how, it's a car. <laughs> how, much, <laughs> how much is a, a Moonling? Yeah, so uh, Moonlings will be... off of uh, ETH terms and like based off of today's ETH price, what would that be? In sure. Uh, ask me to do public math. <laughs> Moonlings are <laughs> 0 0.0, 0 0.069 uh, to mint which would be about 200 bucks. So yeah, I think it's accessible. 
it's cool art. Again, I'm not, I'm not here to promise, you know, that we'll be, that we'll moon <laughs> or go to the moon. We're, we're going to the moon in the lore sense as part of our storyline, but we're really just have, trying to have fun and build a good community. Right. So if you want to be involved with us, I think it's a relatively low entry. Uh, you know, maybe we'll be worth something in the future. Maybe we won't, but we're going to have fun regardless. So I invite everyone just to come check us out and, you know, make your own decision on that. And being added to the moon list, that is best to, because uh, not something that's just going to be open to the public. You have to get mm -hmm. added to the moon list. Is that right? Right. So our, our plan is to maximize the usage of the moon list. So if you own uh, NFTs for these communities that we're going to reach out to, you could potentially get added to the moon list. If you own a Pixel Vault Founders DAO, uh, we're actually going to add spots for people that own Pixel Vault moons, for people that own the dark moon, because uh, we have some some interplay. We want to explore, you know, what's what happened, what's what what is on the dark side of the moon. I've always wondered, right? So we're gonna, we're going to definitely explore that. Uh, but then beyond that, if you don't own any NFTs, you can still hop in our Discord and we're constantly doing giveaways. So we got the Moon Queen Kativa and she's constantly uh, giving giveaways to people that are in our Discord. It's not a grind. It's literally just sign up for the Discord, put your name, uh, put your notifications on for the giveaways, and then it's just all random. Uh, so we're hoping to maximize those. Uh, so hop in the Discord to get those. We're going to give some giveaways on Twitter. And then we do aim to also have a small portion of mints for the public, right? For people that aren't involved. But we want to maximize, you know, once you go public, usually ends up being a gas war uh, where you have to pay a ton of money just to get to mint. And a lot of the money just goes to gas. And it's like, that's not good for anybody. That's not good for the project. And a lot of times it's just people buying to flip them. So we want to really maximize people that get on the moon list and can mint are people that want to be a part of the project, right? So, so if you don't own any of the NFTs, I'd recommend uh, hop on Twitter, follow us, hop in the Discord, ask questions, and uh, you know we're going to try and maximize the people that that want to be involved. And I'll end up putting all those links in the episode uh, details. Um, awesome. So if anyone's interested, they can look there. Um, Perfect. You mentioned uh, how many how many moonlings are there? I don't. I'm not sure if you mentioned that. How many mm -hmm. moonlings are there, so, and how many uh, are able to be on the moon list? Yep. So we're going for ten thousand, uh, ten thousand moonlings, um, and then the moon list. We're hoping to have, you know, close to that number with a limited supply going to public sales. Well. But obviously, everybody that gets added to the list that's able to mint, not all of them are going to mint. So, you know, we're trying to get close to that number actually added to the list that can mint. And then assuming, you know, 60, 70 percent actually go forward and mint, then we can, you know, have about 30 to 40 percent for the public. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a project that I'm going to keep my eyes out on because I always there's been so many derivative projects. So I've been kind of mm -hmm. put off on a derivative <laughs> right. projects but mm -hmm. as of late like since i knew that you were coming on here i was really trying to just sit down and think and i kind of view it it's kind of like a spinoff uh like a tv show i i view it as it's like uh um i don't know how old you are but maybe like you know rugrats mm -hmm. right yeah mid-30s so, 
so they ended up having a show like when they were growing up it was called all grown up you know or like looney tunes we have like the big version of looney tunes but then you had a show mm-hmm. that was baby looney tunes so just because it's uh, like a spinoff or a derivative doesn't necessarily mean that it won't be successful long term mm-hmm. so you definitely grab my interest with how much is going to be how much uh thought was putting to, into this because normally i think about derivative projects i was like uh they it was, it's just so easy to just just do that you know but you mm-hmm. definitely have uh, changed my mind so i guess one to once again just say thank you like this has been extremely valuable like the whole conversation but that definitely brought a lot of interest out of me well, I appreciate that. Yeah, we're just trying to be transparent. I mean, we all are putting our reputations on the line. So we want to be transparent that, hey, we're going to put, you know, 75% of the initial sale into, uh, you know, back into the community. Uh, but obviously, you need funds to move forward too. So we're taking, right. you know, 25% of the sale, and that'll be, you know, to further develop the project. And then, uh, yeah, out of the royalties, we're going to depend on, I think it was, uh, 45% of secondary royalties for, uh, for the, the continuation of the project. And, you know, half, half the continued royalties are going right back into the project. So looking at other projects, I think we're definitely on the, the higher end of giving back to the community. And that's really, you know, kind of what it's all about um, again, but we're not, you know, uh, we're not promising that, you know, the prices are going to go to the moon or something like that. We're just focused on building a strong community and a, a fun storyline and just having a great time. And, you know, hopefully bring in some value and uh, some new ideas to the, the metaverse. Well, that, uh, um, the storyline, where would that end up playing out at? Is that a comic? Is that uh, like kind of like, like a Deadheads or it'd be like animated, a short animated thing or anything, any details that you can give on that? That's a great question. Um, we're still thinking on that. So I can't give any details at the time. Uh, but okay. we are think, thinking on that. Uh, I think an origin comic would be re- very cool. Um, you know, maybe something in line with uh, with what Pixel Vault's doing, but that'll require some coordination. So we got we got to get to a successful mint first, and <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. get baby, through that baby, barrier. Baby, baby steps. Baby steps. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got my head. Uh, you got my head spinning, man. Where I'm like, I got so many ideas that <laughs> I. So I, I can imagine where you guys are at. But it was there uh, before we end the pod. Was there anything that you would like to, uh, that you think would be valuable to someone that is newer to the space or someone that's currently in the space at all? Any like book recommendations that you read that helped you enter the space, whether it be DeFi, NFTs, crypto in general? Um, any wise words? Yeah, I think uh, the space just moves too fast uh, to, to rely on books, unfortunately. So I just say, you know, everybody that's new to space, hop on Twitter. Uh, even if all you're doing is ingesting, just ingest, right? There's a lot of fluff on Twitter, but try to see what people are saying. If you like what people are saying uh, and they seem genuine, you know, follow them, follow the people they're interacting with and don't read books, but read as much as you can is uh, in terms of medium articles, uh, listen to podcasts, things like that, right? And really build your own journey. So, you know, get get a rudimentary knowledge, just cross the space, but then build your own journey, right? If you like apes, follow people that are apes. If you like Pixel Vault, follow that, right? And try to, you know, just get as much breath as you can and just be a sponge, soak it all up. 
Uh, and most importantly, don't don't invest more than you can afford to lose. I know I know that's cliche and we always say that, but always keep outs, right? So whether you're investing or just collecting, uh, the space moves very rapidly and there's so much, you know, ups and downs and turmoil. So always make sure you give yourself some outs. But yeah, keep learning. I mean, I still consider my, I've been in the space four years going on five. I still consider myself a novice just because the space changes so much. So uh yeah that's that's my advice just keep learning well thanks man that definitely even helps me out too um so i can imagine that it definitely helps uh, newer people in the space or people still in the space um hope thanks uh for coming on the podcast rusty hopefully next time uh you come on the pod hopefully i have a name for my ape, I, I, I can't <laughs> yeah. be tyler the ape is not you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe i could you know they got tony the tiger you know so maybe i could do tyler the ape you know it's it, it's possible. I, I kind of like the tie because you got the teeth, right? So you could be like tie-dye Tyler or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'll uh, figure something out. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but th- 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 well, thanks I, for coming on. Yeah, I truly appreciate it. Thank you.